cliffcentral.com. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Bonjour, Jambo, aloha, and welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lizo Gumba Regis for your host, and thank you for tuning in to Fashion Lab once again. Now, on today's show, we're talking everything around fashion from a social commerce, e-commerce, m-commerce, whatever commerce you want to call it. Um, we've got uh, some really special guests who are going to be joining us to... Um, kind of have these conversations with the masters themselves. And uh, I think the most important thing is to just kind of talk also about what role is actually playing or intends to play within this fashion space. Now, our world today is so much different from our previous generations. With the invention of internet and everything happening so fast online, long are definitely the days when people shop around three, four stores with a total distance of a few kilometers, deciding on what product to buy. Now, these days, all considerations are done online before we even make it to the physical store. And most of the products are actually just a few clicks away from us. Now, the team, um, the term e-commerce or web store have obviously also been on the market for a while. But M-commerce, which I came across this morning, and uh, mobile shopping apps and ETC, all of these others are quite new. But, you know, this is where we are. We've got to keep up with this evolution that's moving so quick. Now, the bottom line for me anyway, and I think for most of you who are within the fashion business space, especially here in the continent, is how to convert today's browsers into tomorrow's buyers. Now, according to Simicart, an M-commerce blog that I came across, for those who who need some insight on what M-commerce, e-commerce, what, what, what is all about. The difference between M-commerce and e-commerce, according to Simicart, is when any sort of commercial transaction is transacted with the use of cellular devices, that is when you call it M-commerce. And then in e-commerce, the use of internet is compulsory, but in the case of M-commerce, the use of internet is not compulsory. So the connectivity of M-commerce is comparatively larger than e-commerce because guess why? Because the world is on mobile. So... Here we go again. I'm not going to be the one to give you your whole e-commerce, m-commerce 101. We actually just want to talk about how it integrates into the business behind fashion because that's definitely what I care about and what we care about at Fashion Lab. Now, before we plug in our special guests, we're joined by our New York partner, Edgy Benson, who runs NU New York, a fashion services company based in New York, sourcing services to fashion designers across the world. Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? I am good. It's beautiful in New York. Ah, <laughs> it's, be- is, it's beautiful. The weather is amazing. It's, be- it's beautiful in Johannesburg as well. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? How about that? Today is a different twist, right. not just what's inspiring the look, you know? Today, I'm wearing one of, two of my favorite men's clothes, makers. I'm wearing rag and bone shawl collar t- uh, shawl collar uh, cardigan because although it's bright outside it's still a little cold inside yes and guess that diesel skinny jeans mm-hmm. i know you hate me saying that every day no it's all right actually I, it's all right I, I left you alone i'm not even gonna argue just go <laughs> ahead I, like i said i'll be saying what you're wearing sometimes if we continue like this but you know go ahead We'll let you I do live in diesel jeans. <laughs> Who made your clothes, Edgy? That's the new question these days for us to be a bit more I, conscious. Uh, Who made your clothes? Rag and bone and, and diesel. Uh, where? <laughs> let's get, where? Let's get where? straight I, to the point. I would just say rag and bone and, and, and diesel because they, they, they can make it anywhere. Okay, I just, edgy, so edgy, edgy this topic is for another day. I think let me go back <laughs> to why we're here because you just opened a whole new kind of worms and you know how I do it. I'm going to really plug this one, but this is a topic for another week, I think, in, um, in June, not May. <laughs> Don't spoil my May. But anyway, I also want to welcome to the show, Edgy. It's good to have you. I also want to, um, introduce another uh, I, I'm going to introduce her as a guest but she's definitely someone who will be contributing and sharing some of her insights from her market. Now we're joined by fashion expert slash designer and product developer at Mario Batista she's hailing all the way from Lisbon uh, she goes by the name of Francisca Marzili and she's going to be contributing to Fashion Lab Africa to share her insights with us when it comes to 
Hello. What it is. <laughs> yes, when it comes to what it is that's going on uh, within the fashion market. Now, Francisca, for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to give you a quick background. She's from management of the entire production process of some of the biggest brands to analyzing product trends for every season, specifically in Milano and Paris. She's definitely competent in selection of textiles, yarns, accessories, uh, purchase of ready-to-wear products. She negotiates prices for big budgets and has been in this game for over 25 years. If you don't know what time it is, get your Coca-Cola. Because this is how, this is how it's going down. Now, some of her achievements around moving brands across borders include 2012, where she opened a multi-brand boutique in Angola, Luanda with the brands Brioni and Versace and later Tom Ford and Ferragamo and Valentino. In 2012, she also created the brand portfolio that runs two shops in Luanda, uh, and is on the verge of setting up more. 2013 was another multi-brand in Maputo with Armani, Ferragamo, Versace, Zenia. So, guys, we're talking to someone who knows what she's talking about. But, Francisca, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Hello. Hello, Liz. How are you? Hello, Edgy. How are you? I'm fine, Francisca. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Here the weather is great. Oh, is How it? can I do? Okay, so now we want to know what you're wearing. I hope it's on the contrary. But what are you wearing and who made your clothes? Uh, today I wear a diesel jean. <laughs> did, did you guys have a meeting I before? Ready for this transmission, I cannot uh, wear all black. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this time I wear. I'm wearing sneakers. An ill addicted like me uh, with the sneakers, it, it's a big event, I would say. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, a Nike uh, sneakers, uh, um, a diesel jean, a skinny, and uh, um, a jacket and a t-shirt. Are you feeling? Are you feeling? Are you feeling fabulous? I do. That, okay, so that's what matters <laughs> here. Yes, that's what now matters. Now we need to know what Liz is wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I said that's what matters. Thank you for asking me what I'm wearing. I'm wearing today a beautiful black and white checkered tweed dress. It's a little tiny, little risque dress, but I've got some beautiful um, stockings uh, and some beautiful Ooh. black and white. I'm really on black and white. I'm doing this black and white thing with a beautiful um, sort of tassel beaded earrings that's about 10 inches long if you know how I hold it down with the earrings. But I think I'm just feeling fabulous and I feel um, like I could be walking into a Vogue shoot after this. So I'm not, I'm not feeling like you, Francisca, and in no way am I feeling like edgy. You guys feel like you're about to just sit and lounge for the day <laughs> or hustle hard for the day. I want to see a picture of your earrings. Oh, please post well, it. Well, we will post something just now. We'll post something. Liz. Yes. Please. Liz. Liz, you got me a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to let anyone um, change the vibes and the flow of this show. So I'm going to take it back from you <laughs> and from Francisca. And I'm going to, uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, this is the Fashion Lab. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion in Africa. And a quick reminder to those of you who are tuned in, I've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So think about who you want to dress and why. It's called our red glass of wine. It's not a virtual, virtually a red glass of wine and glasses, but it is that time to wind down. Now keep your tweets coming we're at fashion lab af we are on instagram uh and facebook at fashion lab africa and twitter at fashion lab af we'd love to hear your thoughts around these interesting conversations uh so yes hit us up otherwise allow me to just go straight into the matters at hand i want to introduce our special guests today we are jo- they literally came in as a mob squad i don't even know <laughs> what to do but we are full in the studio today um so we're joined by founder and ceo of fyi online christopher Augustine. And the rest of the FYI Online team. Now, FYI Online is a digital creative influential agency that connects brands to people, people to brands. In addition, they offer social media management, digital marketing, graphic design. I've watched this platform transform and grow so fast. We actually had Christopher last year talking social commerce and just touching a bit. And I've really seen a serious evolution. I want to talk about the outreach, the impact they're creating in this creative industry 
uh, in a few minutes, but let's just uh, allow us to also introduce this special guest. So welcome to the show, Christopher. Hello, how are you? I am good. How are you? And what are you wearing? And who made your clothes? Uh, I think <laughs> people in the factory probably made my clothes. Don't, we're not. It's not a. It's not a joke. <laughs> don't guys. Don't make me pull out my whip. I've got a whip in the back. Okay, I'm wearing um, a Zara jacket is by Zara pants. Zara and my shoes are from Brazil. It's like a very awesome designer that makes like very comfortable loafers and uh, my top is caporal all the way from spain so really decked out today named brands he looks beautiful welcome to the show i'm gonna send a picture on tweet actually what chris is wearing and then um bianca welcome to the show as well thank you and what are you wearing and who made your clothes um i'm wearing that uh, i'm an i'm a newly mom so i'm wearing anything that doesn't have drool on it <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm just wearing a black dress, stockings, same with you, rocking the stockings today. Um, probably Woolworths, cashmere sweater, uh, grey, and uh, just a little black dress, always a winner. Very nice. I love the black and white. Let's keep it going in here, and I think it's power to us. Of course. Now, I want to move over to Ridwan, who's also joining us in studio today. Ridwan, you look very casual and laid back. What are you wearing? And who made your clothes? Well, Liz, um, because um, I'm a fashion designer myself, I managed to come through here today wearing one of my bespoke jackets. And it's, uh, Edgy, I think you're going to like this one. It's, uh, it's a tweed jacket with quilt sleeves on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, with winter coming along, uh, I had to take out the boots. Uh, I've got these beautiful Aldo boots that I purchased just like two weeks ago. And I thought that this would be the perfect occasion to actually wear that through uh, with my uh, nice tweed jacket as well. And, uh, yo, we're going for, like, skinny jeans and uh, a nice beige uh, T-shirt. <laughs> All right! Great, great. I see Tweed is really uh, trending. Trending in the Tweed is trending. <laughs> so, guys, Absolutely. yes, it's it's beautiful. And I'm going to take a picture and actually tweet. And, Francisca, please do. And, Edgy, do not lie and do not send us the pictures of what you had last night. Just please, let's keep it real. Let's keep it nice and tight. We love what we are and how we feel. And it's okay. However way we I'm feel is the tweet. way. Yeah. So, I want to um, just go straight into the matters at hand. Like I said, we want to talk about um you know who's who how are our consumers actually uh, consuming and because of social commerce or e-commerce or gosh i even found f-commerce today which is <laughs> facebook no seriously so many commerce i think there's gonna be an fla commerce soon edgy you heard that fashion lab africa <laughs> commerce Meaning everything Absolutely. and every way that you trade. And we've got the, Mac, the we've got the masters here in the studio, so don't even laugh. We're actually talking about it and then we hope we can actually follow through. So I want to talk about, um, obviously, Chris, you'll give us a bit of a background and we'll just kind of split it between you and Bianca and Ridwan, who are team FYI in the house. Thank you for joining us. With social networks increasingly looking at social commerce, giving consumers the opportunity to buy direct from brands, it's about time to understand how to convert today's browsers into tomorrow's buyers. Now, you guys with FYI Online, obviously, which has been in existence for what, about two years now? Yeah, close on to two years. Let's talk about what you're doing. What gap is FYI Online fulfilling, especially within the fashion value chain? What, chain, chain, what are you bringing that we actually need? Because obviously, again, back to my yin-yang story. Okay, basically what FYI fills the gap for is providing a platform for creative people. So the last time I was on the show, I did mention that that's how it was born. Like I saw a fashion designer on the side of the road in, in Mabuneng, and then he didn't know how Facebook worked. He didn't know how Twitter worked. He didn't know how e-commerce worked, F-commerce worked, nothing. <laughs> so I was like, you know, there's definitely a gap to help um, creative people. But that being said, there's also a massive gap to help SMEs as well, small businesses. So they have the vision, but they do not have the um, understanding on how to get online and be relevant digitally because different content uh, appeals to different markets and different uh, consumers. So for, if, for instance, it depends what you're marketing. So video might work, pictures might work, content might work. So it just depends what your market. So, um, Bianca, what do you, what's your role before we go? I, I'd love to go to Francisca and Edgy, but before we move on, what is your role under FYI? And then I want to also find out what, what role you're playing with one, because I know that you wear a designer hat, but obviously we wear a few hats. Bianca, what, what are you doing with FYI? So, uh, FYI is, um, my, my role is to focus on the strategy or perspective of something. So, 
when you execute a plan is we develop that plan for you. So you can, you can't be everything to everyone. So what we do, we formalize that strategy plan for you and we say, okay, how do you implement that on a monthly basis to, to create a return on investment through your marketing efforts? So whether that be digital, which, which is obviously our main focus. And then with that, we, we, we focus on the measurable results, um, in, in, in marketing space. So that's so that's, you, that's what I bring to to FYI. So the strategies and the marketing behind it. That's yeah, the development of the strategy. So we'll assess the client's needs essentially, and then say, okay, from that perspective, we look at geographical targeting, um, AdWords targeting, what what that client needs, and how do we bring a solution, an integrated solution, into their business. Thank you. And then, Ridwan, what are you doing uh, within your, you know, what 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 are you, how are you extending your offering into the FYI space? Well, basically, um, I'm the creative director um, at FYI, and I've got about ten years of experience uh, and. My belt. So what happens is uh, Bianca basically provides a strategy, and then we turn that uh, into creative uh, understanding, basically what are the client's needs. And uh, like you said, um, I, I, I wear many hats in the sense that I'm a creative uh, in terms of digital space as well as the fashion, fashion space, and I think it, it plays a it plays a quite a fluid role. So it was quite easy to be able to uh, a work between uh, the brand that I have as well as the FY online space, and then look. At the fashion and how um, uh, it's been transformed by technology as well, which I think is a really interesting topic we can look at as well. And do you feel um, out of what you guys are doing so far with FYI and your involvement that the African market is actually ready for it? Because I said, and I had this conversation lightly, I think with Chris yesterday, and I said, it's funny how people still want to treat the African consumer as if they're like the African consumer from 1984. We are, it's a very, very different consumer quite often. And when you look at the development of very cool apps like what Linton's doing with his uh, one cart, one cart, I think that's very innovative. It's cool, but then there's space for twenty thousand more, especially even those that just specifically focus just for the fashion consumer and the fashion products. Um, do you guys feel like Africa is actually ready? How willing is the fashion consumer in Africa willing to buy their fashion through social media? Do you have you obviously you have a way to? I, I think they are ready. I think there is this perception that um, people are reluctant to share their their credit card details and stuff, that personal information online. But I think if if you, so for me, I I don't do online shopping per se because. There's, there's a certain body type that I need to shop for. But if I was a standard size six, I know I would be shopping online all the time. So I think we are ready. Um, I think we just, they need, the rest of the world needs to give us the benefit of the doubt to say that, that it is something that's growing in South Africa. And I think there's two parts to that question. It's like as the end user, as a buyer, mm-hmm. yes, I think we are ready. But as a small business or creative or fashion designer, you need to be ready. Your quality of your work, your, Footage, your video, your, your photography, your website, everything needs to be at an international standard because when people are looking at it, then they're buying you online. As soon as they open up a website, that's you. It's very interesting. Now, Francisca, I want to roll over to you. Um, you operate in Lisbon working with some of the big and exclusive brands and fashion houses, including yourself. What's going on in the social commerce world um, or e-commerce world when it comes to the brands uh, and the fashion houses around you? Listen, um, in these days, I have um, the, the, the possibility to, to travel a lot between the um, European capitals of, uh, of Europe, Paris, London, still uh, <laughs> European, <laughs> uh, Berlin and uh, Milano and back to Lisbon. And I have the, the possibility to uh, listen some voices and to ask uh, people in the shops uh, how did, uh, what, what was the, the, per- the, what is the perception of them about this uh, digital market, this digital market that is uh, uh, growing and growing. Well, um, I, I made um, some discover, discoveries, news, uh, but uh, also, um, arrived to, to a conclusion that I, t- uh, I will tell you later. And uh, I realized that uh, um, there are uh, different, uh, different targets of uh, end consumer. Um, for instance, uh, there is a, um, a while, um, a, a while uh, the oldest audience uh, is starting from the 50s age, Fifties uh, age um, still prefer to touch and, uh, and and then buy. 
favoring so a sensory approach with every kind of purchase. Then uh, there, there is a middle band that is the, the hugest, the largest, uh, between the 35 and 50 years, uh, that tend to divide by categories the products to buy online. And um, the, the, the things that they buy directly and, uh, and the things that they, they buy online. Uh, I would say that uh, for fashion, um, I, we can divide in, in two different trends. One is the flagship store and made-to-measure, which is def def definitely a privileged and emotional shopping experience for the high and costume segment. Made-to-measure is not still perceived as something accessible with acceptable performance. In the uh, meantime, uh, there, are, there is an, an online uh, experience of purchases that is more dedicated to, to, the, to the segment of uh, need or uh, diversion uh, that is uh, a bit random. For instance, uh, um, I don't know, uh, like a sneaker or something you need to, to go to the gym or uh, an article band during an uh, interim session. Then, the most significant segment of market in, uh, in, um, in, age, in terms of age uh, is the younger generation that can access to the net and, uh, uh, and uh, then uh, between uh, the 18 and 35. And uh, I would say that they are the most serene and confident consumers of, of online products. Francisca, we are, we are losing you a bit. We are losing you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, there we go. So, uh, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. There is a younger uh, an, an, uh, a younger band of uh, of uh, consumers that is uh, between uh, 18 years and 35th, I divided it so, but it, of course it's flexible, uh, that uh, are the, is the most uh, serene and confident uh, uh, consumer's uh, target uh, uh, of, product, of online products, not just for fashion, but also for food, travels, etc. The millennials. Yes. Mm. These people, but listen, thank you for that insight. Edgy, um, I, when I was talking again, we were having this conversation because we also had a TV segment the other day with Chris and another very interesting, innovative, young, um, uh, fresh guy. He, his name is Linton Peters. He's got this app as well that he's developed. And, uh, when we were talking, um, they, you know, I was basically mentioning to them that you decided to delay your process when it comes to your, Amazon store because of the fact that you felt like the virtual experience was not there. And until you got that like 101%, you kind of feel like, what's the point? So you kind of have delayed, rather delay your days on launching and get that experience right than just say we are up because what the people want more. People want that experience. Let's talk about it, um, Edgy, from your angle, especially when we look at stores like Amazon, which are really doing well. I think one of the biggest fashion, um, platforms online now, I think. And the fact that you're also looking at putting in your, uh, brands that you actually manage and, and your whole online store on there, talk, let's talk a bit about what you're doing and what you're also discovering because, again, technology is moving so quick that what we thought we wanted to do two, two months ago, you know, if you kind of put it on hold and want to come back to it and revisit it, it, it there's it's a changed. new thing. <laughs> so let's talk about that from your end. Well, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> sorry, guys. What we found out um, when trying to open our store was that technology is shaping fashion. Uh, it's um, it's it's shaping the supply chain. It's reshaping the value chain in fashion, and uh, we we thought we could just open our store and go on Instagram, go on Facebook, and and try to talk about it. But we found out that retailing on fashion, just because here uh, everything has kind of recessed. To, to virtual, you know, everything has, the big stores are closing, everything is going online. So there's so much uh, infrastructure being created online just to, to make, to create convenience for the customer, to, you know, technologies and fitting are improving. <clears throat> just this such, there's a big all around effort in creating, uh, a, an amazing experience for the, for the consumer online. So you can't really just, it's so easy to fail. 
if you can't compete the right way. So before we before it was B2B, like I could sell my services to a designer and who will then sell it to the store. And so I'm working just designer B2B really. And now we are like more B2C in a sense that I can go direct if I was a so I can go directly as as a fashion supplier to the consumer, you know, through you know, Instagram and all of these things. But now the technology in fashion commerce is actually changing. We think we think B2C is also dying, you know, even though it just is a new revelation, is a new way to go. But we see that it doesn't have longevity in the sense that fashion is now being bought through interactions. And these interactions are mostly on social media. So, so we think the best the, the way forward now is C to C, consumer to consumer. So we we had to recalibrate our our technology um, to change the way we felt um, was the way we felt that this was relevant and this was not, and we had to change all of that. Now we are focusing purely on technology that allows our product to interact consumer to consumer. Like we probably have no role anymore in directing the consumer to, to our store more than the consumer directing her, <laughs> her friends to the store. Yeah. So, so those are the revelations that we are finding. And fashion tech and, 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 and there's so much IT, so much technology driving this, you know, um, driving the, 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 this, this supply chain and these value chains. Wow. I'm so... I'm so... Um kind of just injected a lot of information from there. But that's actually the truth, eh? That's the truth. Like, if you look at the entire Kardashian brand and stuff like that, you'll see. Okay. So, so one at a time. Let's start with the lady. Francisca, you can make that. And then, Chris, you can come with your your feedback. Sorry. Um, uh, don't you think that is uh, this uh, this kind of um, this, this process, as you described it, is a is a kind of uh, a transition uh, step between one generation that didn't know anything and now is living the amazing aspect of this technology, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, up to a new generation that is that already uh, was born with all this, uh, traveling by by plane and using the internet to to contact friends, school friends. So, um, don't you think it is a transition step? I think. I think that there's something we have to remember in fashion that the, the one thing that is really affecting buying generally, buying and selling generally, mm. is that is that people have been able to sell convenience very well in developed economies. So if you if you match convenience with fits that work, if you match technology in fitting, technology in 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 in, in, in viewing a, in previewing a gown you want to dress, let's say there's technology that exists that when you touch it. You can preview the dress. It can even come in your skin tone. I mean, it can. You can actually take images of yourself to preview the dress, and you can see it matches your skin tone. So when you match all of these things with the fact that you can just sit in your sofa and get the dress, hmm. it, I think that's a major change. Those are those, those are cataclysmic in the way that they change yeah. the way you feel about buying. Yeah. You know? Edgy, I think mm-hmm. e-commerce was only the very first stage in this exciting innovative journey of convenience um, we've got AR and VR technology becoming mainstream you would soon be able to have your very own digital stylist that would be able to suggest outfits based on seasonal or present day climate conditions so basically that information would be accessed from the local weather bureau and fed to the app in order to make a calculated decision on what you should wear I mean augmented reality will offer patrons visiting the boutique the opportunity to step into a change room, look into the mirror and view themselves in a bespoke suit, a couture gown without even having mm-hmm. to try it on with the option of posting to social media if they require the opinions of friends and family before making that actual purchase. So yeah, um, technology has definitely expanded and it's grown to such a point where, like we were speaking about the millennial, millennials, um, I mean, these guys are influenced by influential individuals abroad here and uh, they make their decisions online, you know, or uh, through social media. 
Yeah, and like I wanted to say, like the entire Kardashian brand is built upon customer to customer. So if somebody sees that Kim or Kylie or Kendall are using a certain type of lipstick, they don't look at them as the manufacturer. They don't look at them as the business. They look at them as, oh, I've been following this person for the last three years. So if they wear this lipstick, I'm going to buy it. So it doesn't even matter about convenience because I know people that have placed their orders uh, through New York for like a, a lip kit that Kylie made and they would wait for it like two, three months and be okay with that. Wow. Guys, so I'm saying, so we are saying that it's now a C to C. It's no longer, it's the consumer selling to the consumer. That's where we have yeah, the, that, the rise of influencers. Yes. There's a lot of influencers. Like people would get a free yeah. membership or a free Louis Vuitton bag or a free car even as long as they post a picture on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, people are trying to become their own brand ambassadors and people are buying and, from people. That's what it's about. It's amazing. And even to go micro on that, right? Even to go micro with the C to C, in the fashion has this intimidating element, and it's beginning to crop into the into this C to C thing. Where if Kylie Jenner is wearing it, some people already feel intimidated. Oh my God, you know? So I can afford it. She's this and that. So the, the same intimidations you have before when you see a Vogue outfit and say, "Oh, that's not for my body," is beginning to creep into the into the um, into the influencers sphere right now so what 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 marketers are doing is kind of try to use people less influential just to avoid being intimidated because they know that c to c is where it is you know it's unbelievable and that's why you've Mm. got this bloggers well i don't know what we're gonna call them that's gonna be another topic for another day again because yeah yeah, because now everyone's a blogger now they're they're looking for new words (laughs) because everybody can take three pictures post that and (laughs) and and just keep doing it every day but you'll be surprised how many people actually follow i'm actually very surprised um when i look at followings of people like um for lucky for style pantry edgy I think that it's just shocking. She's now got like, she'll put up a picture now. She's got like 10,000 likes on Instagram of just a picture and how in the red pants and the blue top and where to buy link on bio finished. It's a wrap. Sold out. And it's, and, and she's not like, it's not like a name. Like you, you mentioned like the case. It's not the case. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so many people doing this and actually just selling. I'm actually. You can see why. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Those are the comfort zones. So, so I have a question now, Edgy. Uh, for you, from me. (laughs) This is now coming straight from Liz. You know, I've always thought in my head, I'm like, if I put up my picture with me wearing something, which you, you rarely see me, you will never see me saying, here is my dress. See, see me. It's going for 650. And then you see Lincoln bio and then you see people buy. Sorry, somebody's, somebody, somebody is making, something's making noise on either your side, Edgy, or Francisca's side. Not mine. No. Okay. So, so. Sorry, I missed, I missed the, 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 your voice, Liz. Yeah. I didn't understand the end of your, of your So question. what I'm saying is, when Edgy says mm-hmm. it's the regular person, the reason I'm saying this is because I, I feel like I, I'm even, even if I thought about putting my picture up and saying, here's my little checker thing, it's going for Let's 650. Yeah, <laughs> fine. I feel like there'll be no one who's going to want to find it because they'll be looking at me like this crazy girl. We can't. F- who is like, she essentially? Uh, not even who is she because they're, they're not who she is are actually doing this and selling and cleaning out. There's something that about the regular girl next door that somehow I don't fall into that box. So I'm even scared. I'm like, I'm not going to. I will not. Catch me dead to say, here it is and find us. And then people, three people will be liking it. And then two will be like, gosh, we can't wear that. Aspiration. So if you live a life that <laughs> someone wants, they'll literally buy a piece of you. It's not really buying what you, it's buying a piece of you. So they have a piece of you with them. But how come it's the people, the no names are the ones who are actually Actually doing the best. I think it's because story. they're relatable. Yeah. It's it's the, the exactly. people can actually uh, watch what an average person is doing. Someone who doesn't have a brand label attached to them. Someone who is so relatable that they can put on something, take a really nice high risk picture, a quality picture with uh, uh, signifying some sort of extravagant lifestyle or day to day lifestyle, and people then once again buy into what the Chris lifestyle. was saying, the lifestyle, and then you go um, as an average individual of society, I too can as to have this if I were to wear that kind of jewelry or clothing or whatever it might be. 
Then maybe I've just got bad luck because I just have a feeling I'm not aspirational enough, no, or I'm not regular. I'm not the girl next door enough. I feel you need to <laughs> hire a company like FYI and Lai. Liz, can I tell you something? Sure. In in my calculation, if I lived in South Africa, if I lived in Johannesburg, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, um, I won't have you wear my stuff. Because, <laughs> but, let me, but let me tell you why. Though. That this is this is costing to see thinking. Now, if you wear it, there are very few people. Everybody who looks at you is aspirational, but can't really afford it, right? But if I put it on someone else um, who is uh, more like they feel like, oh, that's some guy, that's some lady on the street. <laughs> oh my God, she looks good on it. Of course, I'll sell more. You know, so, so you know, you have a point, and it's a sad point, but that's what I'm saying is that I'm the girl next door. Come on, but then, no, listen, and I and I want to do the same too because, like, I'm like, you don't understand, I'm so I'm so happy to adapt to this technology and to move on with whatever it is I need to do to be able to push my brand to the next level, like anybody, not like anybody else. Actually, I'm very free spirit, I take the biggest risks. I'm actually one of the biggest risk takers in my space, in my game. My problem is, like I said, I really, I am the girl next door, but it's already like an ex. I feel like if I had an online survey and there was five girls, <laughs> I'd probably get zero or they'd give me like 2% or they'd give me like five. But, um, so it feels like it's intimidating for me because I also feel like people say I'm intimidating and I say, no, it's intimidating back because when we walk into a space and we want to fit in, we're kind of looked at like... Who's that girl there? No. So when we want to do things collectively, like I want to do the same thing and even maybe do it better than the girl next door, whoever it is, Alice, who's got like, every time she puts a stupid picture up, it's actually quite stupid. And then she gets all of this a hundred hits, a thousand, a million hits, and then like link on bio, and then you hear this stuff sold out. Have you seen those where mm-hmm. stuff just mm-hmm. even sold out? The red blouse is no longer available. Believe it or not, though, um, it's not just that simple. Um, I've watched this documentary about uh, Instagrammers and how they go about actually posing for the images. It's not just that one great smile, take a picture, hashtag it. Yeah, like Five hundred images before and you get that one. And everything That's is rubbish. and everything is <laughs> placed in order to sell <laughs> this this brand that they're creating, independent brand that they're creating for themselves. They actually place all the elements together, uh, make sure that the pot plant, like for instance in this room, is placed in a certain area and they're taking it from a certain angle and they're shooting in front of it to give it some dynamic quality about the image and then they're posting it on. So it actually does take time in order to be able to sell this lifestyle that they are portraying. Some of them can, some of them cannot portray this, but uh, and, and it might not be a true reflection of themselves, but in the digital space, they can be whoever the hell they so want now, to be. So now, guys, I want to challenge us because we're sitting here in Joburg, the four of us. Edgy is sitting in New York. Francisca is sitting in Portugal, in Lisbon. When we say there's an, first of all, let's just say, who's the regular girl? Because the regular girl, according to Chris and his network, or according to Bianca and her network, or according to Ridwan, and who's that regular girl? And then when you say image is strong, what, there's nothing like 500, we don't do that 500 pictures to get one anymore. You do one good picture or two and take one and go. In fact, take one good one and let's move. So it's not, I don't, I, I, I refuse to agree that it's about, there's nothing like, oh, it was supposed to be like this and your head should touch the thing and then your nail, the second nail should kind of touch the black corner and then that's like a money shot that should get you like a million hits on Instagram. That's a joke. I feel like what I want to hear from you guys is who is that? Aver- what is it? Because your network, Bianca, is not my network. No, of course not. And the girl who wants to wear what Bianca's wearing may not want to wear what Liz is wearing and vice versa. And even their style aesthetic may be different. Their personalities, who they are in life, how they want to be perceived, how they, it, everything could be so different. We're not talking about one person. So someone please help. Edgy, Francisca, the house. Who, who's I the, think, what is that I one think thing? It's, Does, um, <clears throat> it's relatable. I mean, like, like, I think re, re, being, being able to be related to is important. And also it depends on, 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 on your environment, you know, but in, from a marketing sense, I would like my regular girl to be in the 100, in the 90, in the, in the, not the one percentile, you know, like somewhere in the, among the 99%, you know, someone that people, when they look at from the street, feel like, oh wow, she looks good in that. I just saw her. She's my next door neighbor. But who is that? Because hmm. in, in, I promise you, Edge, there's one thing I'm trying to understand from you guys. 
the the girl, the regular girl is to you is the regular girl, not to everyone. And the regular Absolutely. girl that you feel mm. is that like actually when you have a campaign to run and you decide this is your girl and this is the look of the girl that you're going for. If you think about a Kylie, a Kylie is not a regular girl, but guess what? She can sell a thousand, a million lipsticks in a day if she mm-hmm. wants. Yeah. But you, you, then you look at Kim, those are not regular. In fact, the K's are not regular girls. No, no, They're no. not your regular girls next door. And even when you say aspirational, I'll say for me, Naomi is aspirational. Uh, maybe Iman Maybe Different Again But I'm also there. There's also regular girls Within that category But then That's a whole different girl Francisca Is sitting in Lisbon Francisca Mm. Which type of Mm. woman Do you If you had a product To launch today When you say regular Who's What does she look like What's What's her body size How Uh, what What's her skin complexion How long or short Is her hair What You know like uh, There is no one Regular girl no. No. Listen, in this moment, there is, is, is very difficult to, to define a regular consumer because uh, you, you can sell uh, a lot of items to the same person for different, uh, uh, with different uh, aims, with different uh, objectives. So, um, uh, this, this explained in your question, there is uh, the answer. Um, of, um, of the new trend of the, of the shirt. That are uh, coming. Uh, that are always banned uh, in the, everybody's computer, I guess. <laughs> Not only in mine, uh, with uh, with phrases, with uh, with sentences. Uh, but uh, as as a uh, fashion fashion piece, they are t-shirt simply, uh, simply. Uh, they they have uh, written a concept on them on them, but uh, they don't. Uh, they have. They haven't any any. Uh, they haven't uh, any fashion concept. You understand so, what? So, I, uh, so basically, what you're saying. So, so what you're saying is anything goes. Anything goes. I anything. think uh, no, not that anything goes. It's, it's that nothing, nothing uh, works if it's not a basic. Hmm. In this moment. It's a, it's a period of uh, of uh, transition. It's a period of uh, of um, of a very of a very strong uh, transformation. Then I think uh, that uh, what is basic it works uh, if uh, um, shown uh, in an intelligent, communicated in an intelligent way, in a smart way. But, that, but that's why, Francisca, I said anything works. If the girl who's that next door girl blogger has, like, say, mm-hmm. a million followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she can post a look from her swimwear at the beach, meaning it's not, it's not like there's a style aesthetic that's blocked to her. Every day yeah. she puts out something. Mm-hmm. And one can be she's at the beach or it's a swim thing. Another one could be that she's actually going into a No, she's not even going to a meeting because she doesn't even go to meetings. Actually, she doesn't even know about meetings. She is just wearing something different every day, but it's not, it's not defined when it comes to, oh, we can say this is a trend that is actually the reason she's selling. And then she's got all these different things happening. So you can't put your finger in one. It means maybe people just like the girl, actually, because it's no longer the dress. But then it could be beyond it, it, that. It depends because a lot. Maybe it's hmm. the way that she grades her pictures or her fashion story through how she shoots that's got this maybe really interesting sort of vintage boho touch to it that just makes the pic. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the way she frames... Guys, okay, I feel like I, I kind of picked up a trend, uh, to be honest with you, on social media and digital media, things that just go viral. It's humor. As soon as you find someone that is comedic or have some sort of personality, there's this guy, I'm <laughs> not even sure his name, he, he's, he, he won like a lot of money in casinos or his father built casinos, and his name is Dan something. Dan Bolzerian. Yeah, and, he, and he's, on, he's on Instagram, and his lifestyle is completely tigers and boats and yachts and uh, guns and women and whatever, and he's been in the public eye for, for, forever, and he has a massive Instagram following, and I don't think people can even get to that lifestyle, but they follow him because of his personality. So he's aspirational for the regular person. For the regular person. There's yeah. an aspect of your personality that wants to be, but I, be like him. Can I, tell yeah. you, can I tell you guys what we decided to do just briefly? Sure. Because we couldn't answer this question, right? <laughs> we just really couldn't answer this question. This is the truth. <laughs> so we, we hired a company called Misspoke. And what they're doing for us is they're putting their, their app on our website. For everybody who buys something from us, we incentivize them 
to send us a picture. So we think in about a year or in about six months, we'll have this huge data of images of people who bought our stuff that can relate to each other because every time they tag their foot, they tag themselves and they, they meet themselves socially, they can easily tell, oh, what is he wearing? And if they tag a picture of each other, they can see whether they are wearing our stuff. It's just the way we're trying to find who is our average uh, who's our average client, our average So you guys customer. are trying to create a community, basically. But yes, we yeah. are. that's what we're focusing yeah. on. Yeah. Guys, you know what? <laughs> we've sat here and talked and we, like I said, we've got questions that we cannot answer. But the truth of the matter is I love the fact that, you know, FYI is here um, to stay and obviously you're growing up. Um, Chris, what's your, what's your outreach right now? Like you guys started a while back and like I said, sometimes you give me numbers and I laugh, <laughs> but then it's true. We, we, we recently partnered up with, um, with a new company. I can't say who, uh, they have about, I could say 47 million email addresses and SMSs at the disposal. Then we have another company that we're de- dealing with with about the same figures. So right now, if we send out a bulk email, we could send about to 100 million people. My word. So, but that's just mm-hmm. because of, I think it's so true. And I hear you say this a lot. Your network is your net worth. True. So a lot of these yeah. influencers are making a lot of money because of their network and it's their net worth. And that's how they're selling these things. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it all ties yeah. back to your data and how you utilize your database. Cause mm-hmm. in, in, if you look at SEO integration, which is Google, it's people looking for something. Everyone's searching for information and SMO is a social media. It's social media optimization. So those two things, it's, in on social media, things come looking for you. Like on Facebook, you'll just see things popping up, articles here and yeah. there. On Google, you go and find something. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're yeah. always searching for data. It's a different approach. And tell me, guys, before we um, say goodbye, <laughs> before we have our glass of wine and then go home, how can a fashion brand, especially here in the continent, tap onto your network or collaborate with FYI or, or, or find a way to connect with FYI uh, to actually leverage their brand even higher. Because obviously, I first of all have to commend you for the fact that we're dealing uh, or you're playing in a, in a world or in a game where there's like a million other platforms also setting up. Yeah. You you obviously have to come with a, a really, our friend Nadima calls it the differentiating factor. What is it? The ID. The irresistible differentiator. So whatever mm-hmm. it is that's your ID that's, is making you really stand out because obviously there's so many options and so many platforms. If somebody yeah. wants to sit and say, okay, fine, let me plug into why something. choose me? Yeah. Why choose you? How can a, an African brand or fashion designer? And I say this because African brands and fashion designers are smaller parts of the fashion uh, business. When you look at the whole entire value chain, yeah. but then they're here and they want to grow and we want to evolve, but we also have to know what else is in the market that we can actually jump onto and how. What 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 can you share? What 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 can you? What's your advice? Or how can we connect with FYI? And what would what value would it actually add? See, to when if you're gonna connect with us, you can email uh, info at fyionline.co.za. Uh, contact us through any social media platform as well. But when we take on a new client, we uh, Bianca goes in and she does. See, the strategy is not just what you need to do. It's looking at your prehistoric history of what you've done before. It's also looking at what you're doing mm-hmm. right now. And then it's, com- it's, we're also doing a competitive analysis to say, okay, so we have Liz's brand. We have X's brand. We've got Joe's brand. We've got all of these other people's brands and they're competing within your space. So what can you do differently to propel yourself above them? So that strategy is so important. You're re- like, in life, even you need to know where you're coming from to need to, to, to where, where you're going. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do when we use facts and figures in order to, to do that. And then once we have a plan in place for you, we roll it out. What's the website? www.fyionline.co.za. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And then Francisca, uh, what are your parting shots yeah. on this topic? Um, from the, the fact that you're coming from a different side, obviously. And like I said, my, uh, excitement around having you and Edgy on the show every week is to be able to also just kind of find out what's happening in your side of the world. Because even for us to compete yeah. uh, as an industry here in Africa, uh, we have to be aware of what's happening globally. And because globalization is eating us up nicely, then, you know, we just have to appreciate what's happening, compare notes and really, you know, look at the world. I'm very excited actually to see what's happening and what they bring out of this World Economic Forum that's happening it's in Durban now. And some of the conversations that are going on is the fact that, you know, you've got uh, Mauritius as the top, at the fastest growing 
uh, country mm-hmm. in this sure. Africa. Yeah. But listen, I don't want to diverge, but we will talk about it more next week once we get all these reports. But Francisca, what's your two cents and what's your parting short on this topic? Um, I guess that uh, the essential thing is uh, to have uh, um, uh, a huge network, personal network, and um, a huge network, and to know uh, the mo- as most as possible the, the consumers, friends, consumers that uh, in the end they are also also friends because we know them. Uh, I personally, <laughs> I know them uh, so so strictly that uh, it's easy to uh, adi- adiv- um, to guess uh, uh, the extra things uh, they are going to wear. Thank you. Uh, so mm. I guess that uh, that uh, at least uh, here yeah. in Europe, I guess that uh, uh, within the bloggers uh, and the how I would say traditional, but it's not like this. But it's traditional. The first time, um, the first uh, uh, keys of entrance uh, with the fashion, digital fashion world. Um, I would say that it's essential to have a personal uh, network. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and thank you so much for your insight. And Edgy, your parting shots before we d- thank you before we drink wine. <laughs> uh, it's just digital is important. I think uh, for designers across Africa, we have to understand that digital digital is shaping the way our buyers um, are funneled to us. Well, thank you so much, guys. We are going straight into who would you want to dress and why, and uh, we're going to quickly start with. Uh, We'll start with Chris. Oh my God. Because he's waving his hand. <laughs> no, Who do you no. want to dress and why? We're doing it all. We all do it. No one's exempt. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I would address, uh, Les. <laughs> and, wh- and why? <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know because I just feel like, um, just introduce you to some maybe Indian fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dress me to introduce me to Indian fashion? Yeah, maybe take you and you know, like show you some Indian community. I know, and I love it, and I might, I might just not you leave. Love the so food. you better be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and then Bianca, who would you want to dress and why? Give me um, the opportunity. I think I dress someone like Jessica Bell. I think she's my next door. She's the girl next door for me. She's got a natural beauty, good curves. So that's that's someone I would aspire to dress as. Fantastic. Ridwan, who would you want to dress and why? Okay, as, as a creative, I think I'm going to have to go with Zayn Malik because uh, I think the whole the tattoos and uh, the bad boy kind of vibe, uh, it, it works because um, I could really throw in some really cool contemporary kind of vibes with a bespoke uh, uh, jacket, uh, something very contemporary, throwing a pair of uh, boots. Um, yeah, I like that kind of style. And I think you could do a lot with his hair and the tattoos really work with that kind of vibe. So yeah, that would be my choice today. Wow. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? I'm staying home with Liz in her you can, amazing You can't dress me again. Edgy, how many She's times can you dress me? I've already been, been dressed by Chris. Okay, <laughs> okay Francisca. I know she's been dressed. I'm just providing an alternative. Okay, Francisca, who would you want to dress and why? I'm going. No, I, I want to and I'm going to dress uh, um, uh, the Sofia Fernandez that is a, a local uh, journalist, a national journalist that is, uh, is appearing on the red carpet of the next uh, Golden Globes uh, gala. So I will uh, dress her. <laughs> Very nice. Today I want to dress Gareth Cliff because I have seen him in his T-shirt and jeans for way too long. <laughs> And I'm just saying, Gareth, please, if you hear me, please, my, my dear, come to me. Let me zhuzh you up and put you in something else. I, I really think a nice, beautiful three-piece bespoke, well-tailored suit would do him justice. So that's what I want to bring to him live and direct. Otherwise, for those who are tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, FYI, everyone in the house, thank you for joining us. And until next week, peace and love.